It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome in. This is the FPC Chiefs podcast. I'm Brayden Holacek, managing editor for Full Press Coverage. Chiefs of FullPressCoverage.com here on this Friday edition of the show couple days away from Sunday Night Football, one of the bigger uh, games of the season so far for the Kansas City Chiefs traveling to Las Vegas for the first time to take on the division rival Raiders. And this game has a lot riding on it from both sides. The Raiders is one of their biggest regular season games in a long time, of course, uh, right now sitting a game and a half back of the Chiefs um, in the division and uh, or excuse me, two, two games back of the Chiefs. In, in the division right now, and and it's it's really interesting to look at how everything's transpired this week, the whole report of that uh, victory lap the Raiders took after beating Kansas City has been kind of bulletin board material, kind of silly stuff, of course, but, um, you know, as if the Chiefs didn't need any other added motivation uh, for this game, this is certainly something that's been popping up each week. Um, definitely a week where I think the players – and the coaches, the way they're kind of speaking in Kansas City, um, this is one of the, I think one of the games they're most uh, motivated for in a long time. And you know they're always motivated for every game. Not like that's not the case, but I think it's just you know seeing how they're portraying their preparation this week. Um, I think you got to be pretty excited for um, to see how Kansas City is going to come out on Sunday night. But from Kansas City side of things, I mean, obviously shot at revenge, uh, chance to widen their lead. You know, potentially this game, obviously, for the division, given how far Denver and uh, and the L.A. Chargers have fallen behind the Raiders, obviously. But, um, yeah, this is an interesting game, too, for the Chiefs because, you know, historically really good off the bye, um, especially under Andy Reid. I think I saw this as either the third straight year 
or the third year overall since Andy Reid's become head coach that the Chiefs um, will get the Raiders off of a bye week. And um, the fact that, you know, the Chiefs have four games, the first four games after the bye, sorry, four of their five games after the bye on the road against teams with winning records, the Raiders, the Bucks, uh, the Dolphins, and then the Saints. I think this was a perfect time to get their bye week in, you know, get some guys healthier, obviously, Sammy Watkins, um, you know, return to practice a little bit. It's going to be interesting to see for sure if he's going to go. But right now, it's looking like he could be back. Um, you know, we talked about Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz, both starting offensive tackles being placed on the COVID list on Monday. They were both activated off of that yesterday on, on uh, Thursday. So good news there. Mitch Schwartz is still not practicing, though, due to that back issue that he had before the bye week. So it could still be Mike Remmers at right tackle, who's played really well. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's good to have Fisher, especially back, um, after a couple of days on the COVID list. And that's something that's really interesting as we talk about the COVID list. And of course, you know, this time of year, it's getting to a point where the NFL's intensified their, um, protocols for teams just to keep the season going as smoothly as they can. Um, most teams have still not had a big, you know, number of COVID cases. We've seen, you know, a few here and there, but the Raiders, obviously, I think we talked about this on the last podcast episode that they had starting defensive end Cleland Furl test positive. So he's going to be out. He'll miss the game Sunday night. But of course, um, because of the close contacts that they have to place on the COVID list in certain situations, they were forced to, you know, place most of the starting defense on the COVID list, um, you know, as contacts, which means, yeah, they could come back for the Raiders for Sunday night. But the thing that kind of benefits the Chiefs in that situation is, you know, the Raiders guys that were listed as contacts, even if they get a play, you know, they didn't really see the practice field much this week. So it's going to be a really interesting dynamic there, seeing what guys are going to be cleared if all of them are as contacts. Um, you know, I think I think guys on the back seven, that's going to be the biggest ones that I think are going to be, you know, important for the Raiders uh, come Sunday night. But of course, Jonathan Hankins, defensive tackle, um, you know, pass rusher Malik Collins. I think those are guys that Certainly had a good game in Kansas City Week 5 when the Raiders got the win. So those are going to be a couple guys as well to watch for their statuses as we get closer uh, to Sunday night. So, of course, as we do every week, we usually do three keys to victory. Just due to timing today, I'm actually not going to be able to get a game preview article out as well. So we're just going to talk about three keys to victory today for both teams that I have as I'm watching for uh, these teams. We'll talk a little bit about certain matchups that I think are going to be key to watch as well. So we'll go through that today. Chiefs and Raiders, of course, big game Sunday night. The primetime slate this week in the NFL, really exciting. Last night we saw uh, Thursday night football, one of the higher uh, anticipated games for Thursday night football that I can remember in probably the best division in football in the NFC West, the Arizona Cardinals coming off that, you know, Hail Mary victory over Buffalo on, on last Sunday. Um, unfortunately for them, they lost, you know, in Seattle last night, Seahawks got back on track a little bit, especially offensively. Their defense actually surprised me too, um, against Kyler Murray in that offense. So close win for the Seahawks. Um, and then Monday night following the Chiefs Raiders game, had a good one in the NFC as well between the Rams and the Bucks. So this is going to be a great game Sunday night, but of course the entire NFL, uh, this primetime slate overall, you know, is going to be really interesting to see. So um, you know, we talked a little bit already about, you know, just roster moves and stuff like that and, you know, how COVID's kind of affected some stuff. It looks like McCole Hardman, um, still on the COVID list as of now for the Kansas City Chiefs. He was placed on there, 
um, late last week when the Chiefs were on the bye. So he has not been activated. And it looks like as far as special team stuff goes in the punt return game, uh, special teams coach Dave Tobe said yesterday that he expects Tyree Kill will be the top option. So we could see him uh, going back to getting some returns. Um, which isn't a bad thing. We we know his history against the Raiders. He's had some great returns against them. There was a Thursday night game back, um, you know, a few years ago where he had a touchdown. Uh, Marquette King uh, was the Raiders punter there and, you know, totally kind of mishit it with trying to, you know, hit it in a certain direction, left it in the middle of the field, and the blocking was set up perfectly for Tyreek Hill uh, to find the open field. So, McCole Hardman right now, I would say it doesn't look like he's going to play, but of course anything can can happen or change uh, within the next couple of days here. But um, it's going to be interesting to see as well, I think, what guys for Kansas City are going to be starting in this game because, again, with Hardman out, we saw him actually play really well heading into the bye on offense. We know Demarcus Robinson's you know performed pretty well. Um, he's always got the blocking prowess as well, but... Um, one thing I'm interested to see from the receivers, if Watkins, for whatever reason, maybe can't come back and you're missing Hardman, um, it's going to be interesting to see what guys the Chiefs kind of use um, because Marcus Kemp, Garrick Dieter, certainly on the practice squad, have played before, but you know we've really not seen them invigorated much into the offensive game plan You know when they've had their chances. So it's going to be interesting to see just you know during this crazy year of the NFL season with COVID and all the entries and everything involved, you know, um, a lot of questions still of what certain um, certain spots are going to look like starting on Sunday night. But I'm really interested to see the running backs in this game for the Chiefs. And this is something I think I talked about a little bit on the last podcast episode on Wednesday, where I think, you know, the running back position, how the Chiefs used that right before the bye with Le'Veon Bell coming into the fold. But Edward Dallaire, you know, his snap percentage dropped a little bit, still the lead guy, but really, you know, um, really economical with how they've used him now um, compared to the first month or so of the season. And I think when you look at Clyde in this game, um, this is a really good matchup for him. I think uh, potentially seeing, you know, again, what Raiders come off the COVID list potentially on Saturday or Sunday uh, with the contacts. But I think this is going to be a good matchup for him, um, especially in the pass catching game. So I'm really interested to see how Clyde's used. They used him a little more extensively in the pass catching game against the Raiders the first time. Uh, the run game was really struggling, not working that much, which, of course, with the way the defense struggled, you know, the Chiefs really couldn't rely on the run as much in that one. But um, I'm also interested to see, is Le'Veon Bell going to be used a little more? So far in the games we've seen him play, uh, first game at Denver, second game versus the Jets, that's kind of the most that we've seen him. We really didn't see a lot of him against the Panthers. But this is a game to me, I think, where Andy Reid might be using him more in the pass game. So I think the running backs are going to be used in the pass game maybe a lot more um, in this one, especially, again, depending on the status of Sammy Watkins and especially McCole Hardman if he remains on the COVID list. And uh, um, interesting note yesterday, Thursday, Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Daryl Williams both missed practice yesterday with illness. So again, with this COVID season, illness is treated a little bit differently. So, you know, it's not as clear maybe to what these uh, guys' statuses were going to totally be. But right before I jumped on here to record, uh, they both were back at practice today. So they had a full stable of running back practicing today. Should be good to, uh, good to go there. And I do think Andy Reid's going to try to utilize those guys out um, a lot more in the passing game in this matchup against the Raiders. So um, really interested to watch 
like I said, we'll get the keys to victory here in certain matchups. But I think one thing that's going to be interesting to watch, and it's one just knowing that they lost to the Raiders already once this season and how motivated they've you know been talking this whole week. I think we're going to see a similar game maybe to Monday night uh, at the Ravens from week three. You know, maybe not to the same exact game plan or to the T, but I think this is a game where Andy Reid's going to pull out a lot of stops, get a lot of the role players involved offensively, um, spread the ball around, you know, even more than they already do. So I think that's going to be something to watch. Um, but yeah, I guess looking at three keys to victory as we move into that, um, I'm going to start with the Las Vegas Raiders in this one. And we saw, you know, how well Josh Jacobs has been playing uh, lately. He's currently in the league right now. I mean, he's near the top of the league in rushing yards. Um, I believe he's in the top five. So Josh Jacobs coming off a big game against Denver and what makes him so dangerous, obviously, not just the speed that he does have in the open field. He's not a guy with breakaway speed, but, you know, very, um, very good speed just, you know, from start to finish um, at the beginning of his run. So having the size and speed that he does, ability to kind of, um, you know, run over tacklers or make them miss, that's going to be something. So I think the Raiders one key in this game to me is just utilize Josh Jacobs and rely on him. I think this is a game where, I mean, usually, right, you want to keep the ball away from Patrick Mahomes, but I think it's different with Jacobs where I think he's kind of that guy, um, the way he's built as a running back, I think he's kind of one of those backs that are a little tougher sometimes for the Chiefs to stop more than, you know, the smaller, shifty or speedy, uh, speedy guys. So to me, I think you got to rely on Josh Jacobs a lot in this one if you're the Raiders. I think looking at it defensively, another key that I have for Vegas in this one is um, – Really, I think just kind of relying on creative pass rush. And and this is something we saw a little more than a lot of other games this season for the Raiders when they played the Chiefs the first time. So uh, Max Crosby's a guy I've always been really fond of watching defensive end for the Raiders. He had a big game last week. Carl Nassib had a big game last week for the Broncos, or versus the Broncos as well. So those two guys um, coming off big games. They've been used a little more extensively with creative rushes. I think Paul Gunther, uh, the defensive coordinator, I think he's going to try to dial up some more creative blitzes to try to fool Mahomes. Um, we saw the Raiders in that first win um, in Kansas City. A lot of times dropped seven to eight guys back in coverage. I don't think we'll see as much of that, honestly. Even though it worked, I think the Raiders are going to try to do some stuff differently in this one, especially on defense. Um, as crazy as that may sound. So I think this is going to be a game where we see even more blitz calls and blitz packages come their way, just because I think for the most part, it's been working a little more lately for the Raiders uh, when they've tried it. So we saw that last week against Denver. They banged up quarterback Drew Luck quite a bit where he suffered some rib injuries. So um, those so far relying on Josh Jacobs and I think uh, utilizing more blitz calls and creative pass rushes, uh, that's, so far, the first couple of keys that I'm looking at for the Raiders. And then another one is I think just, you know, can they get the turnovers that they did last week on defense? And, you know, turnovers obviously come and go in really weird spurts. But the fact that last week they had five takeaways, um, you know, matched what they had for the entire season going into that game. Um, that's going to be really interesting to watch. Nick Kwiatkowski, the former Chicago Bear linebacker that they brought over in free agency, um, you know, he totally, totally fooled Drew Locke a lot last week, um, you know, dropping back into coverage, sitting in zones 
and coming over, um, you know, dropping back right into the throwing lane. So that's going to be something I think Mahomes is going to have to watch the linebackers in this game, guys on the second level, not even really the third level, the second level of the defense. Um, so the turnovers, you know, can the Raiders win that battle? We know Derek Carr is usually a pretty safe quarterback, uh, does not turn the football over too much. Um, but, you know, I think I think right now this is a game the Raiders know that this is, I think, a little more important right now um, than even, if you know, any other game. So turnover margin, uh, Josh Jacobs, and I think utilizing more blitz calls and the pass rushes creatively, uh, kind of like we've seen lately from the Raiders a little more. I think that's going to be keys to watch for from the Vegas side. For Kansas City side, you know, sticking with the pass rush, I think that's the biggest thing to me is getting Derek Carr uncomfortable. They did not really hit um, – hit or get close to Derek Carr with their blitz calls um, in the first matchup. In, in, uh, out of 20 blitz calls in that game, they only had one sack against the Raiders, um, three quarterback knockdowns, and five hurries. So they rarely got to Derek Carr on, uh, in that game. Part of the reason why Carr was able to hit deep shots against the defense was all the time he had in the pocket. And we know the Raiders' offensive line is one of the better ones in the league, You know, which they spend the most amount of uh, money collectively on the offensive line than any other team in the NFL, um, around $57 million on the season. So um, it's not a surprise to see the Raiders' offensive line as one of the better ones, um, tied for sixth in the league right now for sacks allowed, uh, sixth best. So, um, you know, only allowing 14 sacks on the season, a lot different pace than they've had in other years, um, you know, for Derek Carr. Um, so, I think that's going to be a big thing. The Chiefs have to get the pass rush home, be able to help the secondary out on the back end, you know, maybe minimizing those, um, you know, those big play chances that the Raiders may have. So if the pass rush is able to get home, we've seen it before. Derek Carr becomes a little more antsy in the pocket, um, hesitates a little bit, holds on to the ball too long, and the throws start to become obviously more inaccurate. So the Chiefs pass rush to me in this game can be interesting to watch because, Right before the bye, they did lose Taco Charlton. He was a really good depth piece that they brought in this year. Frank Clark uh, played really well this season so far, obviously. So so is Chris Jones. But, you know, they really have not had that secondary pass rush that we saw from them yet. Uh, last year. Tano Passigno not quite um, finding his groove so much this season so far. Again, it's going to be interesting to see who maybe steps up from that defensive end group. You have, you know, rookies like Mike Dana. Um, UDFA Trishon Wharton has really, really been playing well, but I think they're going to need at least one or two more guys to really step up. So this is a kind of game also seen Taco Charlton hipping up that I think we could see some of those specialty uh, defensive back blitz calls that Steve Spagnuolo is known for. Um, likes to bring anybody that he can. It's not just one guy that's relied upon his defensive back uh, to blitz. So I think we could see a lot of different blitzes from many areas. Uh, just trying to get Way more pressure, obviously, than they did against Derek Carr. So the pass rush, getting home, helping out the back end, and limiting those big plays, I think is going to be huge. And then I think on the offensive side for the Chiefs, I think in this game they're going to have to be able, I think, to hit on you know these quicker throws, something we've seen more lately. I mean, the fact that to me, I think way back to that game against Carolina before the bye, the fact that they were able to score 33 points with as little time of possession as they had, um, you know, part of that just been the quicker passes have been there a lot more lately. The, the, you know, Andy Reid overall designing plays and, and Patrick Mahomes, I think just are realizing a lot more than they did first part of the season, taking what is there given, 
given to him. And Mahomes has always been pretty good about that. But I think lately, you know, if you've cut the first half of the season in half, right, the last month compared to the first month, um, you know, we've seen a lot more of those quick passes. So I think that's going to be big here in this game because the Raiders, um, you know, very, very susceptible to giving up big plays after the catch, um, not very good tackling, you know, in the secondary. So to me, right, if they're able to hit on these quicker passes, um, like they have been lately, I think that's going to be key, especially when you look at guys like, you know, Sammy Watkins, if he's back, um, you know, obviously Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. But again, like I said earlier, getting the running backs involved um, in the passing game even more. I think that's going to be a really beneficial matchup for Kansas City offensively uh, against the Las Vegas Raiders. And my final key is I kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but really for Kansas City, just watching how much maybe Andy Reid dives deeper into his creative playbook. And and it's really interesting. I think this has been an under, underrated part of the Chiefs' offensive success because even though last year, um, you know, the offense during the Super Bowl season was still, you know, about at the same clip they are now, just under what they're, what they're at currently in 2020, they really struggled last year in the red zone. And I think, you know, being more creative with the play calling, um, you know, you look back at the Panthers game, right, the – the Ferrari right play where Patrick Mahomes comes in motion as he's getting the snap, you know, runs kind of in a half circle back around before throwing the ball to Demarcus Robinson. We've just seen a lot more creative plays in the red zone. So I think that's been something that, you know, just diving deeper in that area has helped the Chiefs really come through more offensively scoring in there um, like they did in 2018. So I think just doing that, not just in the red zone, but you know, just overall, I think diving deeper, kind of like we said with the Ravens game earlier this season, week three, I think this is a perfect game for Andy Reid really to pull out all the stops and, uh, you know, let Patrick Mahomes just be creative like he can, improvise after, um, you know, out of the pocket and after the snap. So um, that's to me, I think just diving deeper, you know, even pulling out all the stops even more than they already do. That's going to be another key uh, for me to watch for Kansas City side of things. So those are three keys to victory so far. We're going to take a quick break again, talk about a few personnel matchups one-on-one for players that I'm watching for on Sunday night, and then we'll wrap it up. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. All right, welcome back to the FPC Chiefs podcast. Again, game preview episode. Uh, just due to scheduling and everything, timing today, I'm not going to quite get game preview article out before Sunday. So, um, you know, decided to go a little deeper into our preview than most of our podcast episodes today. So we did the three keys to victory. Um, some things I'm watching for just from a headline standpoint with all the COVID-related stuff. So we touched on that earlier, but now I'm looking at personnel matchups. And two that speak out to me are Charvarius Ward against Henry Ruggs because this is a matchup right in week five that benefited the Raiders. And it's not like Henry Ruggs had a monster stat line in terms of, um, you know, how often he was getting touches on the football. But, you know, Charvarius Ward really struggled with, um, you know, the speed of Henry Ruggs, the dynamic playability, um, and obviously his route running too run rugs open for some big plays down the field and Derek Carr didn't miss. So I think Tarverius Ward, uh, he's a little bit underrated, I think, for how he plays the football one-on-one deep down the field. Um, I think he's going to take a lot of pride in this game and, and, and you know, seeing uh, him, I think he's going to be a lot more sticky in coverage against rugs if he, you know, warrants that matchup. Um, you know, Tarverius Ward had a really good game against the Panthers, really good game against the Jets in man coverage. Uh, really a lot more pass breakups than anybody else as far as man coverage reps go. So I think we're going to see him have a little bit of a redemption game here against Henry Ruggs. And it's really been interesting to watch how the Raiders have used Henry Ruggs, right? A little bit infrequent there, up and down usage of just, you know, okay, are they using him more as a gadget player? Do they want to use him more in the passing game? So it's been unclear how they really want to use Ruggs right now as he's still acclimating to the NFL game. But yeah, Tarverius Ward, I think, in this in this game here, he's going to need um, a lot bigger matchup or a lot bigger um, performance. And I think we're going to see him really shine uh, with a chance at redemption against Henry Ruggs in this one against Vegas. Sticking on the Chiefs' defensive side, we already talked about the pass rush a little bit, but just seeing who the Raiders kind of go with in the interior. Richie Incognito's been out, right? Gabe Jackson, um, it's been an interesting name around Vegas for a little while and just how they've kind of portrayed him, how highly they've thought about him. But Denzel Good has been the guy that I think that's really been flying under the radar for this stout Raiders defensive line. I mean, to me, um, he's a guy that's really been the anchor that's kept them together right now, kept them afloat with Trent Brown out, the veteran, um, who's dealt with some COVID stuff and unfortunate injuries off the field. But uh, yeah, Denzel Good seeing, you know, what kind of guys – he goes up against, um, you know, if they use more of these younger guys in Trichon Wharton or Mike Dana against him, or do we see more of the, you know, relied upon pass rushers, Chris Jones, Frank Clark, et cetera, going up against them. Um, so Denzel Good looking again, seeing what kind of matchups he draws time and time again, how different uh, Steve Spagnuolo mixes things up. 
or doesn't keep it more, you know, um, same as the game goes on. So I think we're going to see some interesting matchups there in the trenches. Chiefs offense versus Raiders defense, some personnel matchups that I'm, you know, looking towards, of course. Travis Kelsey, right? Seeing, um, you know, Corey Littleton, Nick Kwiatkowski, how well they, you know, uh, did last week. More specifically, Kwiatkowski, I think, you know, it's, it's obviously very hard to cover Kelsey one-on-one -on -one in space, but I think, you know, looking at the game that Kelsey had right before the bye against Carolina and just how quietly, you know, he's on pace to have a career best season, setting new career highs once again. Um, really interested to see if Kwiatkowski can come back from a great game last week against the Broncos and perform even, you know, better against uh, Kelsey. So, you know, seeing how how much Kelsey's been used even more down the field, more than just sitting in zone um, and, and, and sitting in those open areas. I think that's going to be fun to watch too, seeing how much more he's been used deep down the field lately this season. Uh, see if that continues for Travis Kelsey. So Kelsey against Kwiatkowski there in the middle of the field. And then another uh, um, area again, to me, a little bit more underrated, just seeing Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Le'Veon Bell, Daryl Williams, the rest of the running backs, all go up against the Raiders. I think just overall, I really am intrigued to see how the Chiefs running backs do in this game. Again, how they're used, you know, snap counts, how much uh, variety Andy Reid's going to throw at them because I think this is a game where they need to be somewhat of a focal point on the offense. Everybody on the depth chart, essentially, at least those top three guys. And I think that's going to be a big difference in this game for the Chiefs offense, uh, seeing what they can, you know, mix and match with those running backs. So those are a few personnel matchups that I'm looking forward to. Again, Sunday night football, really exciting game this week. I mean, obviously probably the biggest rivalry, in my opinion, in the AFC West, Chiefs and Raiders, uh, just because of how original the rivalry was when the AFL started in 1960. So, um, you know, a lot, a lot riding on this game, right, for both teams, as we said at the beginning. Uh, plenty of bulletin board material, silly stuff to motivate teams and players on both sides. But I think this is a game, you know, I mean, of course, they're motivated for every game, but I think from the Chiefs' side of things, you know, they're really going to go out with all their best in this one just because, I mean, you cannot get swept by the Raiders. I think that's a thing on obviously the top of their mind, but they also know the next few games coming up, right? Tampa Bay, Miami, New Orleans, a lot of big games still left on the schedule, and you're in the muddy AFC playoff picture right now where Pittsburgh's still undefeated at 9-0. and They have a lot of really, really winnable games left on the schedule, Jacksonville, uh, Washington, Cincinnati, um, you know, I mean, so many games left on the schedule where they are going to, I think, be heavily favored and they're playing like a complete team right now, obviously still in that division. Baltimore and Cleveland have a good chance at making the playoffs, Tennessee, uh, Miami, Vegas, of course, Buffalo. So there's a lot right now in the AFC riding on this game in the playoff picture. It's so muddy right now. So this is going to be a fun one Sunday night. Of course, we'll have game day coverage um, on Twitter at FPC underscore Chiefs. So you guys can follow us there. Um, of course, follow myself on Twitter at Braden Holacek 9 uh, with the number 9 at the end. Uh, we'll have hopefully a video on Sunday night. You guys can follow us for our live stream uh, before Sunday night football. Myself, Ian Glendon, and probably Kyle Senra as well. We got together Last week, recapping Sunday afternoon's games and previewing Sunday night. So we do that every week, 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central. Um, sportscaster.com slash full press coverage is where you guys can find that. Um, some other uh, daily video content from full press coverage on Sportscaster there. 
uh, ZFPC Radio Live with Ian Dillenden and Mike Debate. So always love following them uh, every morning as well. Um, you guys can check out some of the latest FPC Chiefs content, of course, from this week. We wrote uh, just about, you know, the Chiefs defense, what went wrong for them in the first game against the Raiders this season, how they can kind of change the tune this week um, in Vegas. So had that come out yesterday on Thursday. We wrote um, about Travis Kelsey, right, having career best season so far or on pace to have a career best season. Um, we had that come out on Wednesday, as well as our quick piece on the DeAndre Baker news as he's joined the practice squad officially, uh, former New York Giants first round pick from 2019, um, is getting another, you know, chance at, um, you know, getting his career off on the right foot. So good to see there. We have our podcast episode, uh, from Wednesday as well. So go check all that out, um, as well as all the other content at full press coverage, some other NFL team pages that it. You know, we're turning out uh, great content each week. Raiders, uh, you know, the Bears, the Packers, Dolphins, Patriots, um, the Bucks. I'm sure I'm missing some in there. But, uh, yeah, great stuff over at FullPressCoverage.com. So go check all of that out. And, uh, yeah, I think that'll wrap us wrap it up today. Um, again, just stay tuned for Chiefs Raiders recap coverage earlier next week. And follow along again live on game day on Twitter at FPC underscore Jeeps, and we will see you guys next time. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra. Just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch -ch 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.